It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. We have in-depth breakdowns for you. I pick uh, both games against the spread here for the NFC and AFC Championship games. Uh, Buccaneers-Packers, you can check out that article. We broke that game down for you on Matchup Wednesday. Now it's time to turn our attention to Bills-Chiefs on the AFC side of things. The nightcap, so to speak of the Sunday action here on the 24th, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time. The Bills and Chiefs will kick off to decide who gets the Super Bowl 55 from that side of things. So that's what we'll focus this show on. We'll look uh, at this game through three segments, when the Bills have the ball, when the Chiefs have the ball, then overall our prediction and things that uh, we expect to happen on both sides along the way to determine the winner. So We'll get into that uh, deep dive, and then don't forget tomorrow we will have a lineup Friday where we're going to look at this slate as a whole, the championship slate, and then look specifically at the two games here in Showdown and see where we want to go with the best prices. So we'll break that down in three segments as well, looking at the overall slate and then for Showdown for these uh, final two games before Super Bowl 55. All right, so let's uh, dive right into the Bills and Chiefs here. According to betonline.ag, the over-under this one is 54, so field goal more than the Buccaneers-Packers game there. And you look at the spread, exactly the same. The home team, number one seed, is favored by three. This is one versus two. The other one was one versus five here in terms of seeding for the playoffs. So that's interesting here. Now looking further ahead, they do have the... Bucks is a three-point underdog against the Chiefs there. Uh, the Packers would be a two-point favorite over the Bills and a two-point underdog against the Chiefs. And the Bucks bills would be a pick'em game. So looking further ahead to Super Bowl 55, we know those lines can change. But interesting that everything is close all around here, as close as it can get. And I think this line is a little bit low on the Chiefs side, they're just getting home field advantage in this one. I just don't get it. They kind of won the game comfortably the first time. They won by nine points. So I think part of this line is, of course, the uncertainty over Patrick Mahomes and his ability to play in this game. But he got in limited practice early. He should be good to go and cleared for this game. I would think it's a very small percentage that he's not good to go. So this line is certainly tied in here with Mahomes' status. And I think you want to jump on it as, as much as you can. Because if Mahomes plays, the Chiefs don't get into really tight games like this typically. I mean, three points is as low as you can go for usually the Chiefs. I mean, it's really hard to win by one or two points here. So at home, I mean, the Chiefs' reputation is pretty good. I mean, they would have to be more than uh, 
a touchdown, an extra point worse than the first matchup, which was they won 26-17, and that was in Buffalo in Week 6. So let's look at the Bills. Uh, the biggest thing they can't do is run the ball, and last week was a disaster, 16 carries for 32 yards. It kind of kept the Ravens hanging around. That's been the Bills' problem all season long. Now they're down to Devin Singletary in the backfield, who's been hit or miss. He's more of a dancer, more of a receiver on the outside, not necessarily a guy that's going to put his head down and power run for big yardage. So... That's been an issue. I don't think the Bills' offensive line is as good in run blocking as it is in pass protection, which is an interesting development. Deion Dawkins and those guys up front have just been uh, better holding their own against the pass here and uh, protecting Josh Allen for the most part. But in terms of getting down and dirty and leading the running game, really not much success last week for the Bills. They really got outrushed in the first game badly. So this has been the problem all season long. They've been getting away with it because they get just enough of complimentary rushing when they need it, it seems like, and Josh Allen also contributes to that. But when they're not getting it, uh, they're relying a lot on Allen to move the ball and pass it. And it's been mostly successful against teams that can't handle where the Bills can throw at them offensively. And Brian Dable's done a good job, despite not having that straight-up balance to find different ways to keep wrinkles going. And part of that are designed runs for Allen. So... Allen probably is going to be their leading rusher in this game once again. The Chiefs are going to struggle a little bit up front, trying to bring him down once he takes off running with a head of steam. They can't get to him with a pass rush, inside or outside. Frank Clark did have his best game the first time around against the Bills. The Chiefs were also feeling good about Chris Jones in the middle to disrupt some things as well. So the Chiefs would prefer the Bills go one-dimensional. The Bills need to run a little bit more, I think. They can. I mean, the Chiefs are not exactly the most dominant uh, rush defense. And you can also get an extension of the running game with the passing game against the Chiefs. I don't think the Browns did that as much. They should have with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That was the strength of the Browns team. With the Bills, with TJ Yeldon and Singletary, that's not really the strength of what they want to do offensively. So they can try to establish it and see if it works against the Chiefs and uh, kind of create some balance, play action, put uh, Josh Allen in a comfort level against that pass rush. He faced a lot of pressure in the first matchup, but again, I don't see the Bills suddenly becoming a running team and morphing into that type of team here and getting the game more out of Josh Allen's hands. I think they have every confidence that if it comes down to it, a high-scoring affair between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, Allen can come out on top this time. So I don't expect them to totally go adjusting. I think they could run a little bit more to keep the Chiefs honest here and really help Allen, but again, Devin Singletary, the concept is there, but I don't think the execution will be there for the Bills. And the game script also could easily go out of Singletary's favor. He's not like a big checkdown guy either. It's more spreading the ball around to other receivers if he's out. So not feeling it with the Bills running game, even though the matchup says it's good. I just, seeing the Bills and the way they run, I just don't trust it. Allen, it gives him a little bit of boost. I expect him to have about 30 to 40 yards rushing in this game to help him out. When he's in trouble against that pass rush, maybe some designed runs, a little extra as well, as part of uh, creating that balance for the passing game. I do like Allen quite a bit in this game to rebound from the first matchup. I don't think he'll necessarily light up, but Stephon Diggs is there. That's good enough. The interesting development is Gabriel Davis, the rookie, looks like he could miss this game. Cole Beasley wasn't nearly 100% last week. John Brown had to really take over. So Brown back in the mix here as a significant Bills receiver out of necessity. He can also work the slot from his uh, days with the Cardinals. He has that inside ability. He's a very uh, quick player as well as fast and be able to stretch it uh, with 
Diggs on the other side. So it's more back to Brown and Diggs here versus uh, Beasley and Davis. Davis might not be available in this one for the Bills after uh, putting up a blank spot as well as Beasley against the Ravens and that tough secondary last week. This is another tough secondary. Brashad Breland and uh, Rashad Fenton are banged up for the Chiefs in the secondary. Breland, he was a concern. He was the other injury concern to come out of that Browns game on top of uh, Patrick Mahomes here. But pretty good secondary. The middle of the field's not going to be open, so it would be a tough matchup anyway for Beasley to do much damage here against the Chiefs with the uh, Tyron Matthew and Daniel Sorensen in the middle, so that's not good news for Dawson Knox or getting him involved much here as an alternative to Gabriel Davis not being available. So, again, Brown's versatility is pretty good. The Chiefs can be vulnerable against those number two receivers. They did allow Diggs to score, but they bottled up him pretty well, partly because they were getting the pressure up front and limiting what Allen can do from that side of things here in the previous matchup. So, Diggs is still locked in. He's so good this season. I'm not going to see him slow down. He might not have his big yardage game, but he's a good bet to score again for the second straight time. Again, John Brown has a lot of appeal just with uh, Davis being out and not the best game for Beasley and Knox. So Brown, you could look at as a wide receiver three in this one. Diggs still wide receiver one. Allen, uh, of the four quarterbacks in terms of youth and uh, running upside and health, you would say he's the guy that you would pick out of all four. We'll look at the price points and dive into that uh, based on this. But certainly this game, he's going to be the cheaper quarterback and the way to go and the healthier quarterback. And uh, his team could also be trailing where the Chiefs could have a lot of success playing from ahead in this one and uh, really turn back to their running game this week. Bills have pretty good special teams. We know that with uh, Tyler Bass and all that. So they're fine on that part of the game. Pretty equal to the Chiefs actually in this one. So Bills Chiefs uh, drive. I would say the Bills might be a little bit better all around on special teams, but certainly it's not the greatest matchup for the Bills offense being more pass centric and the Chiefs weakness being more run centric here. So keep that in mind. I, I think it's going to be weakness on weakness is not going to work in this game. Strength on strength is more likely what you're going to go to at this stage in the season. So Bills passing game, you still trust a lot more than the Bills running game in this one. And Allen, again, out of necessity, I think he's going to have a good rushing day as well here. Potential touchdown as well as those 30 to 40 yards. All right, so there's a breakdown of the Bills. Not a lot except the principles there with Allen and Diggs here in this matchup. We do have to break down the Chiefs, and when they have the ball, we'll do that in our next segment. But first, got to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why often endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket, and you'll find that the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications, and most important, the prices you prefer. At rockauto.com, you'll find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's you, the classic driver, you, the daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, as I mentioned, prices at rockout.com are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to rockout.com right now to save and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockout.com. Go there, 
save now uh, and you will want to get your auto parts from there going forward once you check out rockauto.com I also have to uh, tell you that uh, it's exciting here to talk about the conference championship games we have uh, three more big football games here this season and don't forget to NBA and college basketball here in full swing here. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust for the action here. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, there's always some action going on. We're transitioning from football to basketball. We'll have hockey and baseball here pretty soon. Uh, there's no time here to sit on the sidelines. It's a good time to get in to the action at betonline.ag. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, uh, we will continue the show looking at uh, where the Chiefs uh, have the advantage when they have the ball, but uh, we've uh, talked about betonline.ag. Well, there's a way for you to uh, have a great year winning games in 2021 it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins with 2020 mercifully over if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q at least sterling and paramount sports they're picking college basketball football and nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts all right let's uh, look at the chiefs shall we the, again this over under in this game according to betonline.ag is 54 so it's three so we expect a rather high-scoring game between these two. Hopefully the weather will cooperate, uh, just like it will in Lambeau Field for Bucks packers and uh, we don't have that Bills situation with the swirling winds and all that affecting the offensive uh, output here. For the Chiefs, uh, last time they bottled up uh, Tyreek Hill, we'll start with the passing game with Patrick Mahomes. Looks like he's going to play. I'd venture to say will. He's dealing with the neck nerve issue. May even have a little bit of turf toe that he's battling through. But he should play. I have less confidence about uh, Sammy Watkins. He's limited early in the week with a calf. We might see a return, however, for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of the backfield. That would give them another weapon to catch passes. I know they didn't really feature the backs too much in the passing game last week. Levan Bell, we thought, was going to have a bigger role in that capacity. But they like Daryl Williams. They like him as a strong power runner. But they also like him in pass protection on third downs and being able to slip out and make catches. So that would all... So uh, hurt the value there of Darrell Williams. I would still think he's the number two guy up as Bell is more like the swing backup reserve guy that they would have if something happened to both backs. But they really like Darrell Williams. He's kind of like what Damien Williams was. Trust in pass protection. He's going to get the yards that are there. If you throw him a few times, he's going to have an impact. But they need Edwards Lair back. He had 161 yards rushing in the first matchup as the Chiefs racked up 245. So we know that part, but Lair can also be a uh, Edwards Lair can also be a big factor in the passing game as well when needed for the Chiefs and the Bills have gotten better linebacker play they do have a uh, Tremaine Edmonds and they have Matt Milano and those guys help a little bit in coverage but they've still been vulnerable for the most part against the tight end all season long they allowed uh, five catches 65 yards and two TDs to Travis Kelsey in the first meeting Travis Kelsey was dominant there against the Browns, uh, catching 8 of 10 balls, going over 100 yards, and a touchdown. He's just been very consistent. He's going to be around that century mark every time, and a chance to score multiple touchdowns is certainly there against his Bills defense. So we'll see if they change things up. Last time they bottled up Tyreek Hill and uh, made sure they didn't get burned by the big play using Tredavious White and their other corners, but... 
I wonder if it's better for Leslie Frazier to be more aggressive, test Patrick Mahomes a little bit if he's in there and he's not as mobile, try to uh, force him to flush the ball out quickly, maybe not sit back there and try to win that way by also, uh, in that sense, limiting Hill, but then you, you limit uh, Mahomes from getting the ball to anyone. So we'll see if they change things up. They held a, held a 20 receiving yards. They could not stop Kelsey. That's how they picked their poison. Demarcus Robinson also came through with his size and uh, created some problems. We'll see if Watkins is in there. I mean, I don't know if they need Watkins. Robinson uses his size well, gets open, can go up and get go down to get the ball. Well, Miko Hardman offers them that little speed element that Watkins does as well, and he's been on point here as well. Now, you've had some really good inside play by the Bills secondary. Micah Hyde at safety. Jordan Poyer has been pretty good. You also have Taron Johnson, who's made massive big play after big play for this Bills team, jumping routes and uh, being a big factor. He had the pick six against Lamar Jackson from the red zone for the Bills last week. So there's a lot of things to like about the secondary, but again, Hill getting him in the slot against Johnson is the matchup they're going to look. Anytime they can get him away from Tredavious White, and White might uh, shadow him for a good part of the field, but they'll use those crossing routes in the middle of the field, use Hill in the slot, get him those short passes so he can get in the open field and make something happen there. And they used him very well against the Browns last week, uh, playing off uh, Travis Kelsey. So they, those guys were in sync the way they were used all game, all the way through. It didn't matter if uh, Patrick Mahomes or Chad Henney was in there. So I expect they'll scheme to get Hill a little bit more open. Kelsey is just a given. He's just going to come through. The Bills still struggle against the tight end. I know they've got their linebackers back, but that is still a weak point there because the teams don't want to attack their secondary as much. So, And why would the Chiefs, if they know they can get Kelsey and Hill open in the middle of the field, that's really uh, an advantage there for Kansas City. But they can stay away from the Bills' strength on the outside. Again, I think Leslie Frazier might have to switch things up and bring some pressure here. And take their chances, hope that Mahomes can't buy enough time with his injury to get the ball to Hill, streaking downfield one-on-one. So that might be a better way to go than kind of being slow played. And uh, the Chiefs nearly held the ball for 38 minutes in the first game because they ran for 245 yards, couldn't get off the field. The Bills dared them to sustain long drives, and they did and controlled the game. There was a turnover there also by Kelsey, so the game would have been a lot to more runaway at the Chiefs finished in the red zone a couple of times and they didn't have that turnover there against the Bills but still a comfortable nine point victory a two possession win and nearly more than actually doubled the total yardage well over 400 to around uh, 250 for the Bills there in that game so it's going to be a lot of the same game plan the question is will Hill get going in this one or will the Bills try to duplicate that and hope that uh, they get the breaks to win the game this time and uh, keep it well under those nine points. Uh, I would say right now if you're looking for another receiver to do damage, I think uh, Hardman was the guy last week, but I think this is more of a Robinson game, especially if Watkins misses. Byron Pringle, only a blip on the radar making some plays, but Robinson with his size and ability to go up and get the ball, I think it's his type of game to produce as a third receiver. But again, really hard to trust anyone there that isn't uh, Kelsey and Hill in the passing game. And Edwards Alaire could also cut into the targets that uh, they throw to the other receivers in this game there for Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes, I don't expect a lot of rushing in this one. Remember, it's not just the nerve issue, it's the toe situation, and he wasn't moving all that right. So he did score a rushing touchdown, and that's always a possibility, but I think he was a little slowed from that moment when he got a little bit banged up. He might be a little shy, tear to run into trouble, and he hit. So 
In that sense, already uh, you're losing maybe the rushing potential of Al- of Mahomes versus Allen in this one. So again, you can be quite there. Now, in terms of the running game, now it's just simply who's the next guy up. You absolutely cannot trust Le'Veon Bell if Edwards Alaire misses another game. We already saw that last week against the Browns. Williams looks so good. They're definitely going to trust him with the key touches. I mean, he was over six point yards for carry, 13 for 78. And he was also a very capable receiver in last two weeks' game, running hard and getting yards. And also, again, that third down situation, the comfort level of him being in this offense for multiple seasons now under Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they trust him in those situations. That's why he might be on the field more than Bell. And also, he's not much of a dancer, he's a straight ahead power runner. I think. That's what with Edwards Hilaire that uh, didn't get enough credit, that he can burrow his head down and go forward. He actually didn't have as impact as receivers, we thought, but Edwards Hilaire's return would be huge given his big game against the Bills last time, and they simply could not stop him and got worn down in the end defensively. So I expect the Chiefs to have a great game offensively and get Hill going. I think you'll see a lot of the running game and Kelsey work again for Mahomes, and it'll be smart, quick, Short passing, take advantage of the Bills not being great against the run and not being great against the tight end, and really exploit that with a balance. So maybe more of a grindy game and a balanced game for the Chiefs with better balance this week than uh, Mahomes just uh, sitting back and lighting it up. Uh, He only had uh, 27 attempts there in the first game. He was very efficient, completed them. I don't see him throwing somewhere from uh, 35 to 50 times. I just don't think that's the way the Chiefs need to play this game. To win it's the volume alone and uh, not trailing and winning this game, pulling away in the fourth quarter, I I think uh, definitely favors the Chiefs all around. But the principles, again, Hill, Kelsey, and Williams slash Edwards Alaire is where I would go most with the Chiefs, and they can have a lot of success this week. And if Hill gets going and makes a few big plays, it's over because he was the element that didn't uh, go nuts in the first game. And if the Bills don't have answers for him, the Chiefs learn from that scheme, it's over. Well, I think the Chiefs had to make a far fewer adjustments to keep winning against the Bills, where I think the pressure's on the Bills to make a lot of adjustments for things that didn't work in their favor in that Week 6 matchup of personnel and beyond. All right, so there's a breakdown of when the Chiefs have the ball. Again, expect uh, calculated short to intermediate uh, passing and a very good running from the Chiefs. While I think it's going to be a burden on the Bills to throw quite a bit here, so interesting uh, dichotomy here, but... Again, the running teams that have played off the passing game well have had success, and I, I expect nothing different from the Chiefs. Now, make sure you're checking out all the great podcasts here on the Locked On Network. we got you covered team by team, whether it's uh, teams still alive in the playoffs, the Buccaneers, Packers, Bills, and Chiefs. We've got podcasts there for you, but also for all the teams that are now turning their attention to NFL free agency and the draft. We've got you covered there as well. So check things out here. On the Lockdown Network, we've got you covered all off-season long here. After this is all done in the during season, we'll break things down for you as well in Lockdown Fantasy Football. So look forward to going to off-season mode and really doing our advanced scouting throughout the lean months of the NFL calendar. March, April, a lot of big things ahead here that we can't uh, wait to see as uh, again things change in fantasy football dramatically again in another off-season. We'll be right back here to... Uh, Give our final thoughts and uh, bold predictions for the Chiefs and Bills, the AFC Championship game. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. uh, Let's uh, close the show here with our final thoughts on this game and some bold predictions for you uh, there. Before we do that, Thursdays on Locked On NFL are must-listen as Ryan Tracy and Christopher Carter preview the Thursday part of the week, break down the biggest midweek storylines there, key injuries, roster moves, and all the more you need for the offseason. Get the expert analysis from Ryan Chris every Thursday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's think of this. So I do actually like the Chiefs to cover this three points uh, pretty easily. If Patrick Mahomes plays. So you want to jump on it. We expect the line to change here at betonline.ag. Once uh, Mahomes is confirmed to be playing the game, I would say it maybe bumps up another three points to maybe six here. So I think the Chiefs can win by more than six regardless here. So I think they're in control of this game. I think they win by around 10 points, maybe a little bit more. I had it 30 to 17 at Sporting News. So expect to grind. That tells you it's a little bit of under action there with these two teams and the weather. And Chiefs want to shorten this game, too. Don't forget about that. They want to keep Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and that Bills offense off the field as much as possible as well. So they can flip the script, protect their defense, be in position to have that defense go after Allen in the pass rush, not worry much about the run. So it really uh, behooves the Chiefs here to have some nice drives here, build a lead, and uh, make Allen play from behind in this game. And that's why I like the Chiefs to be in control, just like they were in the first meeting there that you can't ignore. I mean, it was just a beatdown, and again, the Bills have to improve greatly from that with their uh, offensive line and defensive line if they're going to uh, feel good about winning this game. So again, the Chiefs are going to win there in control. I pick the Buccaneers over the Packers in a little closer game, 30-27 in that range as an upset. So I like the Chiefs to take care of business. I like the Bucks to pull off the upset. And bold prediction here is that the Chiefs will have a 100-yard rusher with at least one touchdown. I know it's very mild, but I think they'll have at least one guy go over 100 easily in this game for the Chiefs, and it's going to be either Williams or Edwards-Hilaire. For the Bills, I think the thing you'll see is John Brown goes over 100 yards. I think they're going to need him quite a bit here with the intention being on Diggs and no Gabriel Davis on the outside and Beasley a little bit banged up as well. So John Brown goes over 100 yards for the Bills. For the uh, Buccaneers, I'm going to say that Ronald Jones gets to a touchdown here, uh, maybe two, but certainly he's going to get 50 yards in the score. Ronald Jones is the low estimate here to help Leonard Fournette against the Packers this week. And for the Packers, I'm going to call it Al Lazard scores another touchdown, a long one here for the Packers against that Buck secondary. So those are the bold predictions from the two championship games. We got you covered. NFC, AFC took care of the Bills Chiefs today. Again, go listen to the breakdown of Buccaneers and Packers if you missed that on matchup Thursday. And don't forget, we have more championship talk tomorrow to close the week. We will break down uh, the DraftKings and FanDuel values uh, for the Sunday main slate as a whole and individually for the showdown slate. So looking forward to that there uh, tomorrow on the program 
to uh, close the week here and get you in the championship game. And if there's any other injury updates we need to know, including uh, Antonio Brown, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Edwards Lair, we'll get that to you as well on Friday. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Fantasy Football. This is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow with Lineup Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.